0: welcome to the all hoops podcast i'm your host steve inman i'm joined by my star producer and co-host chris Brito. down the stretch of the nba regular season we go we're going to talk about the surging knicks the lebron list lakers and which team has the most on the line this postseason. before we get to all that chris my friend how are you
1: Hey, buddy, how can you not be happy with the New York Knicks right now? The Knicks have been playing, like, one of the best teams in the NBA, and quite frankly, I, I never thought this day would come. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> you know, we can we, – where where do we start with this Knicks team, Steve? Do you think it's about intensity? Do you think about all the getting the right pieces, Thibodeau finally being able to, like, unlock this team the way he's always wanted it to be? What would you – Besides, obviously, Jalen's playing incredible. Julius Randle's hitting is is playing very efficiently. Like, you know, both of them are are top two guns. But what do you
0: credit the success to the Knicks right now? To be honest, you're not going to expect this answer, but I think it's totally Julius Randle. I think just his emerging play over the last two months, where he went from borderline all star, kind of turnover prone to hitting way more shots to being more decisive in terms of his passing to just being an all around better player. He has been the biggest difference. I mean, Chris, if you look at the numbers, he's been better this year than he was two years ago in the contract year. And so for this to kind of, I did not see this coming. I thought this was a contract that you were probably better off just dumping for nothing. And now he looks like a legit deserved all-star on this roster and I'm really fascinated to see how his play continues. Does he continue this going into the postseason? And you know, 25 points a game, 46% from the floor. No, the what I'm encouraged about, believe it or not, is that the three point shooting isn't great. It's not that 41% from two years ago where it looked like an outlier season. Everything else is just like great passing. Higher rebounding. Mm. You know, he's not shooting poorly from three. He's about a league average, about 34, 35%. It's just it looks it looks real. It looks encouraging. This doesn't look like a hot streak to me. This looks like what he can do. And for that, with you have Brunson making shots, Randall making shots, and then you get a little glimmer from Barrett with 25, you know, every other game. That's a pretty good big three going into the playoffs. It's not going to win you a championship. They're going to need more. We know that. We don't know that. As of now, this doesn't look like an easy out in the first round Where is what I thought they were a month ago.
1: Okay. So, um, okay, so you're done with your point, right?
0: I mean, they look great.
1: Yeah. Listen, I think that the the most interesting part about the Knicks right now is that they've they've really hung in there with every. Um, I I want to say like, I can't really think of any blowouts they've had this year. I think they've hung in with near, virtually every team. They've they had the Bucks on the ropes. They had even the Clippers on the ropes. They lost against those guys, but they've virtually beat a lot of the teams that. Um, in the NBA, they've been in the Boston Celtics twice that, you know, when they play them, the Celtics had the best record in the NBA. Uh, They play them again in a few days. And I think the most encouraging aspect for me, aside from the things you mentioned, Julius and all that, it's just like the defensive intensity from some of the other players like Grimes. And, and I think one of the more underrated aspects is quickly's defense. I think quickly has quickly has been such an anchor, for that bench. Um, I remember with our buddy Sebs, we were talking about how the bench was like our biggest vulnerability. Now it's, you could argue it's another strength that we have because the 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 onslaught of the Knicks offense just doesn't stop. You know, you have um, Hart down there in the second unit. You have the other, I'm sorry, Hart and Steen also with that second unit and then I don't know. Those guys just make plays and OB obviously is playing well too. And like, there's just, it's just hard to be, not to be encouraged by this team. I think the average age for this team is 28 years old. And I think we still have a lot of the young pieces that we're trying to decide what to do with. Um, it's just, ah, the the possibilities for me are, are just so, um, positive for me. And I think, um, there was a lot of talk about why, like, in, at least with the national media about why the Knicks didn't like go after Donovan Mitchell, if, oh, like, oh if they were after Donovan Mitchell, they'd be even in a better place. But the key to this run has been our bench. I mean, obviously the other the individual aspects too, but like we would have been so gutted if we had traded for for Donovan Mitchell, who's to say that we'd be in the same place? Now, we didn't make the trade for Jonathan Mitchell. We're currently fifth in the East, but we're circling the Cavaliers. We're a game and a half back. And for a team that was mocked so endlessly for the beginning of the season and much of the season, to be in this position, to be so close to me is like a very encouraging aspect. And right now, I don't think any team in the NBA wants to face the Knicks or the Bucks right now. The Bucks have the Longest winning streak. The Knicks have the second longest winning streak, and I just think that the Knicks are just have figured something out. And since they've gotten heart from the Portland Trailblazers, you know we're seven and zero. So a lot of great things happening, and I'm encouraged.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think everything you said was correct, other than the Donovan Mitchell stuff. Obviously, if they could redo it, they would trade Barrett and Grimes and the picks for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a number one option. I think you you put him on this team. If you plug him in instead of Barrett on this team right now, we're not talking about can we be a tough team to play. We're talking about beyond the first round. We're talking about if they didn't make the second round minimum, it's a disappointment. And so obviously you want that. But to be on the positive side, this is the Knicks' second seven-game win streak of the year. They had an eight-game one in December. They look great. I mean, overall – They had a a one little blip of a five-game losing streak in late December, and then they had that OKC game where they gave 145 points basically very early in the season. We basically said, wasn't this supposed to be a good defensive team? And since then, they've been a pretty good defensive team. And they're hitting timely shots. They're playing defense. This is the kind of the way that Thibodeau wanted to build this team, and he has. He's done a a decent job. And again, the credit goes to Brunson and Randall, who have been awesome, And if you can just get Barrett going, being a little more consistent, then all of a sudden they, as you said, they go from, you know, a team that is, you don't want to play them to a legit team that can move on a, a round or two in the playoffs. And that would be something we would talk about forever. Like you brought up in our group chat the other day, the 2012 Knicks, right? And comparing the roster that 153 games to this roster and like even at the time it this team looks way better than that team and so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out but i'm encouraged this looks like a team that's on its way up it doesn't look like it's stuck in mediocrity like i thought probably six weeks ago and uh yes you mentioned the cleveland one that would be an awesome matchup but I think also more importantly, they're three and a half up on Miami now to avoid the play-in in seventh. And if you can just guarantee yourself a playoff round without having to do deal with the play-in and making you know studying different matchups and playing multiple games before the playoffs, I think that would help them a lot.
1: Agreed. I, uh, I'm with you there, and um, I think the best part about this team has been. You know that they just they can beat you in different ways. Also, like they don't like they can have an off night from the three, but then they'll get to the free throw line. I don't know. There are many heroes, I think, but obviously Jalen and Julius are the the main guys there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, another team that's kind of relying on one or two guys is the Lakers and Chris. They were finally starting to figure it out. They were five and two since the D'Angelo De- Russell trade. And then, boom, they lose LeBron with a foot injury for at least two to three weeks. He's going to be reevaluated in mid-March. Chris just doesn't sound good at all. They're 30-33. and They're a game back from New Orleans for 10. If they can somehow get into that plan, then they have to basically win two games on the road to just make the playoffs to then, what, get their doors blown off by Denver or, you know, Phoenix I I don't know Chris I, I just don't see really where this is going do you see this group making the playoffs
1: I think I do I think I mean we saw them last night beat uh we saw them Wednesday night beat um OKC although I don't know what OKC is doing with their time uh, They're
0: uh they're tanking
1: They ta- yeah they're, they're tanking Um it's time it's March it's, it's <sighs> It's complicated, but I do think the Lakers have a great chance. I think the Lakers roster, as currently constructed, is better than the Pelicans and better than, um, the Portland Trailblazers
0: and, and Utah. Utah somehow is not falling off like they're a game under or something, but like it's time for them to get out of the way and go increase their lottery odds too. Yeah, and 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 ruin our bet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is just unreal. What was that number? 34? 31 or 30. 31? Oh, so we 30. lost. Yeah, we uh, lost 30. What a crime that is. Just terrible. I mean, anyway, what are I they think doing? I
1: like I I really like what the Lakers did the other day when they play against the Mavericks. They were down what 29, 27. 27 points, and they came back, which obviously, like, say what you want about the Lakers, obviously, right? But <laughs> I think this actually bodes the worst
0: for the Mavericks. I mean that was terrible for Dallas. They had like, Jason Kidd after the game, basically saying our guys need to grow up and stop worrying about whistles and the officials. And to me, that was a clear shot at Luca, who is complaining on every call in every game. And that's not the friction you need <laughs> right now.
1: We'll we'll talk about a little bit more about yeah. that stuff later on in in our final thoughts. But man, like the Lakers look. Like, that, that, to me, is a statement win in many regards. And I think that could be pivotal if they get their bodies healthy and, like, win a few of the games while LeBron and, and Anthony Davis are out. So I'm encouraged by the Lakers. I think they at least get the 10th seed.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to hold on and get that, you know, move up and get that 10th seed unless LeBron doesn't get back in time. But as of now, it seems like, he, you know, Three years ago, if we said, "Hey, they're going to be a playing tournament," you're a battle for seven, eight, nine, and ten. Players would be like, "Who cares? Like, right. Why do we care about this?" And it seems like LeBron is very determined to get into the playoffs. I think he finds it an embarrassment not to make it. And if you notice around Lakerland, there's no one over there talking about a championship. They're not talking about how do we sneak in when it's like they're trying to sneak in and just make an appearance. And It's sad to see what LeBron went from chasing championships to to this, where you're hoping he can come back in time to get a 10 seed, but that's where they are, and I think he will get back in time, and I think they will get that 10 seed. The competition around there is not great. We're going to talk about Portland in a little bit. They're not that great. Utah traded a bunch of guys, and now I don't think they even want to win this. OKC, same thing. You know, Shea Guild's Alexander now has, you know, the, the annual ankle injury again, and COVID now, and we'll see if he even plays again this year. I'm not so sure. They've shut him down at the same time, the last two years, with Adort and 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 maybe Giddy and anybody else who knows how to score. So <laughs> I just think there's too many. T- and then New Orleans doesn't have Zion, and we don't have any update on him. I think there's a better chance LeBron is playing in three weeks than Zion is based on what we've heard. And so it seems like there's just All too right. many. What? Isn't that bizarre, like the whole Zion thing it's, too? It's very bizarre. And they've been doing this for multiple years now where it seems like they're hiding information on him. And the I thought they were doing it just to sell more tickets, but no one really believes him right now that he's on his way back any day. And so if you're going to a Pelican game, you're not expecting him to play anytime soon. Of course, we're going to a game next month, and I don't know if I'm going to expect him to play In that game. I I think if in a month from now the Pelicans aren't in the playoff conversation, I don't think he's gonna be in. It is like it's really, really hard to not be in the playoff conversation because there's so like there's 15 teams, 10 make it, three or four of them don't want to make it. So it's, it's really hard to do that. But we're we're a little off topic there. We both think the Lakers are going to make the play and We'll see if they can go further than that. I, I think they're probably going to lose in the play-in, but at least they'll get there. So we'll see. Let's get to our final thoughts right after this. All right, Chris, final thoughts. I'm really excited about this topic here. What team or player has the most on the line this playoffs? I know you have a couple. I have one, so I'll let you go one, and then I'll do mine, and then you do the other one. Sure. I think... At
1: the top of the list for me are the Clippers. I think the Clippers, you know, I think when they launched the Kawhi Paul George experiment, they at least expected to win one championship. Yes, they went to the Western Conference Finals one time. Um, but I think this is gonna be what year for that experiment and I think at what point do you say, this is just not going to cut it? I mean, Kawhi is not getting any younger. Neither is Paul George. They they seem to be injured all the time. Like at what point do you cut your losses and just say like, okay, it's time to move on. Let's move on to the next project. I don't, because they've also what does cutting
0: your losses with this group look like.
1: Well, I think part of it would be trading someone like Kawhi, and I'm not saying it to the Knicks necessarily, but like Kawhi could be a piece that we could use that could get us over the hump. I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying a team like the Knicks would make sense for someone like Kawhi.
0: Paul it's Jordan- to really hard to do that because if things don't work out in LA, it means we can't trust this guy to be healthy. We're bailing out on this. What? Why would another team think that like the Clippers, like it seems like no one understands his medical situation. Kawhi's. is. But it seems like the Clippers understand it better than other teams. So all of a sudden, if it's like, hey, this guy hasn't played for us in four years, basically. We want to get two first-round picks and a young player for him. The team's going to be like, wait, why are you trying to do this? Weren't you trying to win a title? And so well, I think George, who has been healthier of the two, would be the one that you would probably trade. Right. So until Hawaii regains his
1: value. So anyway, in in regard to that I think the Clippers have the most to lose because you're, then you're sort of like pushed onto crossroads where like, yeah. what do you do moving forward? Do you continue to experiment another year where you have two injured star players for another season? Hope for the playoffs. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is the way to grow a fan base. I can't, I can't imagine any Clippers fan is excited by the way, like this is going like, sure. It's better than not making the playoffs, but But to go to the to to have an unstable season to only like maybe pull it off in the in 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 the playoffs that doesn't typically happen in the championship run,
0: right? It's
1: very unlikely this works out, yeah. So, anyway, that's that's one of my picks. I know you feel strongly about yours as well,
0: yeah. Um, just real quick with the Clippers, I just looked it up. Hunt Kawhi has played 146 games in four years with the Clippers, and Paul George. 180 games with 35 more. I thought he was like doubling Kawhi, and he hasn't really played at all either. <laughs> but yeah, that's not my team. My team is going to be the Denver Nuggets, Nicole Jokic, and the Nuggets. Look, we bet I and the media bash Russell Westbrook for putting up empty numbers, never winning anything. When does that happen to Nicole Jokic? We're talking about him for a third straight MVP. And if he goes out and loses in the first or second round again, when does it become he's not a playoff? You can't win a championship with him being your number one guy. And when do we get to that point? And I think for the record, they're going to the finals. They're my pick. But if he doesn't and they underperform, it starts to become a conversation of are these numbers a little hollow like Westbrook's were? And can you win? with a big man, even if he's as spectacular as Joker. And to me, no team has more on the line than him because if they lose in the first or second round this year, he's not going to be able to win another MVP in my book.
1: But you know what, though? That's the beauty of being in a small market like Denver, especially especially during the, like, when it's not football season. Like, I think, maybe I'm wrong about this, but like, I feel like them just being successful is good enough.
0: I, I don't be well, and I'm I. that's why I wanted to say this topic is more player and team than just team because we're talking about a guy in, in Joker who, if he keeps putting up these numbers and wins a championship, we're talking about him as a top 10 player of all time. Yeah, the one if thing he win that championship, we're gonna we're not gonna put him in anywhere close to that category, we're gonna say. He put up a lot of empty numbers on a team that never went to a finals, And I think the, the conversation between those two is huge. That's a drastic, drastic thing. And I think this is his best team he's had there. Murray's finally healthy. Porter looks good. Aaron Gordon could have been an all-star. Reggie Jackson there as like your sixth man. Like it's a pretty good group. And yeah, maybe we've talked about it. Maybe they could use a little more depth a lot of teams could use a little more depth and for them it's not really about even winning a championship it's about being a championship contender showing that you were one little break here and there could have won it could have got to a finals and to me they gotta at least get to a western conference finals this year they have to
1: i can see that like they they might end up playing one of the easier teams that just barely makes it to the playoffs um, I think a matchup that would be so great would be like if the Lakers get the eighth seed, they play the Nuggets. It'll be a rematch of the bubble Western. I think the bubble semi Western Conference Finals or the Western Conference Finals. The
0: Clipper, uh, the Nuggets, and that beat. No, 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 Utah, no. and then they beat the Clippers. Denver no. beat Utah, then the Clippers, and then they played the Lakers in the in the Western Conference Final. So they did make the Western Conference Finals, did they? Am I remembering this right? But the point is, he's got to he's got to do something. I think they got to get to the finals.
1: Okay, fine. Fair. I mean, I, I don't know. I think they need to make decisions definitely on that team's roster moving forward. Like, is Murray actually the number two? So they hope in
0: like their this run. They lost the Western Conference semifinals. Then they lost a the conference finals to that Laker team. Then second round. Then last year first round. So like, you yes, can't... they made a Western Conference finals, but they weren't really competitive in that series. And did they get swept? Swept? Like I think they it, got swept.
1: Was it a four-one thing? Better than four-one. Okay. Anyway, point being, uh, I see. I see you. Um, I hear you.
0: It was 4-1. So to yeah. me, conference finals, you got to at least have a long, drawn-out series where it looks like you could have been in the finals. That's that's the expectation this year. I know I'm kind of nitpicking a little bit, but that's where they need to be. All right, yeah. your next team.
1: Sure. Um, the other team on my radar, um, the Portland Trailblazers for me. I think Portland is a team that is neither here nor there. They're I think right now they're 12th in the West. Uh, they played against the um Lillard, Lillard played against the Pelicans on Wednesday night and they lost. So point being, I love Lillard. I think Lillard's is one of my favorite individual players in the NBA, but I don't see this team being anywhere close to making any sort of run. Um, I don't know what it is. I think Lillard will go down as one of the best individual players that has stepped on the NBA court. To me, there's a lot of similarities and parallels to Carmelo Anthony, um, where the season will end up being that Portland's, uh, at least Damian Lillard's 71-point game will be the highlight of the season, just like when Melo had his 62-point game, that was the highlight of one of the seasons where the Knicks just barely made the playoffs. So I think this is a very important year for Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers because if this doesn't happen, then it's going to be like his legacy. I mean, he probably doesn't care, but I think if you're talking about him among the greats, I think that'll be an important part of the discussion. And my other team are the Mavericks. I think this could go poorly in so many different ways. And if the Mavericks don't make enough noise in the playoffs or just have a disappointing run, which right now they're one and four with Kyrie Irving. You could see the writing on the wall with that. Like imagine if you're the Mavericks, like this is like year three or four where you've tried to pair Luca with a, with a, a fellow like great player and you just haven't. And then you start to, you start to wonder whether Luca is in fact a guy capable of molding with somebody else. Um, You've had, a, a shooting big like Chris Stapps. You've had Christian Wood hasn't worked out. He's on the roster, but it hasn't really worked out the way he'd want it to. And now you have Kyrie Irving. And you let go Jalen Brunson, who you could argue was probably the best fit next to Luca. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And you like, and now you have Kyrie Irving, where it's obviously taking some time for them to really mold together. So, I think the Mavericks are also at crossroads because how do you build this roster moving forward? And I think that'll be the biggest question if this team uh, disappoints.
0: I want to dive into the Portland one. I mean, I just, I agree with Lillard, the Carmelo comp is perfect. We're going to look at him as a, a great scorer who put up some great moments, but at the end of the day, he didn't win that championship and didn't really ever look like he ever could win that championship on his own same as Carmelo and there's nothing wrong with that and you you admire the loyalty but at the same time they failed him hard in the last few years and building a team around him I mean even when the moves work like Jeremy Grant was a good pickup he's helped them he's efficient shooter 20 points a game what do you do with him He's up for a hundred and something million dollar contract extension. They have already offered it to him, the full max. And he said, I'm going to wait and see what is going on. Because I think he doesn't, he's not sure if he can win there. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to lose him for nothing, you can't really replace him because they're so hard against the cap because Mm -hmm. Lillard is worth every cent of that super max, but at the same time, It's really, really hard to build a team around a Supermax guy. I mean, he makes 42 million this year, 45 the year after that. Then you got 48, 58, and then a $63 million player option four years when he's 36. So, as you said, this is a crossroads for them. They need some kind of superhero Lillard moment, and they need Simons and Grant to take a leap, and they need Nurkic to look like he's not a stiff as the center because i always underestimate the big man but if you got a big man just clocking the paint who can't protect the rim you're screwed and they just they and he's on a fresh four-year deal so i just think they've made too many mistakes for this to work out and unfortunately i think uh lillard's career is not going to be wasted it was obviously a great career but i don't think he's ever going to get another chance at a championship i agree Unless he gets traded and I don't think he, he gets could. traded. All right, Chris, anything else before we wrap up the show? No, I uh, just
1: wanted to bring up Kevin Durant. He had his debut with the Suns. I yeah. think really fluid. 23 points. I think it's going to be going to do wonders for Booker and Durant. Um, mostly because Durant will probably get the primary defender. Booker's going to get the second best defender. And then Chris Paul is not going to get the, the, the third best. So, I think it's too early to say they're the team to be, but right now I think if they get all those things working at the same time, I think it'll be a fun end to the season to see what happens with the Suns.
0: That potential Suns Nuggets series will be incredible. I'm hoping for seven games of that. I think that'll be good. Maybe I'm overestimating Denver. I think the way your your face is showing me, maybe a little bit, maybe. but. That's going to do it for us here on the All Hoops Podcast. Thank you for listening on whatever you get your podcast on. Thank you for watching on YouTube. We'll be back next week to talk about more NBA action.
1: Bye, everyone.